I'd love with you to turn with me to Psalm 23. And Taylor sang that song before that she wrote out of Psalm 22 and 24. And tonight we're going to park right in Psalm 23. So I'm so looking forward to it. The Tonight's message, the title of it is Help from the Other Side. Help from the Other Side. And tonight we're going to look at a timeless truth found in the Word of God that cuts through all the noise. And if you're wanting to be a man of influence, a woman of influence, these are the things that you not only you need to get them in your mind, but you also need to get them in your spirit so that they're alive, active, and very real and very true for you. I believe that God's heart is that this book would be something that would help us intellectually, and it does, and it helps our mind and sharpens our mind, but it would also be something that we would experience. I love what Pastor Heidi's mom says. She says, the Bible should be our standard. If there's miracles in the Bible, there should be miracles in our life. If there's hope in the Bible, there should be hope in our lives. If there's joy in the Bible, there should be joy in our lives. And so we're going to read this psalm together today. And I love the author who's put this psalm and noted it down on paper because when you read the psalm before and the psalm after, you realize that this isn't sort of a pop poet just writing some cool lines. This is a man who's had deep, real, very, very significant encounters with God to the point where he's talking about Jesus well and truly before Jesus was on the scene. He's talking about some, about crucifixion long before crucifixion was something that was carried out uh, that later came through the Romans. So this, this, this man has a, a deep well of understanding of who God is and what God does. Again, we're talking about help from the other side. And I'll explain that title a little bit more as we go. But let's read together a timeless truth that cuts through the noise of life that's unchanging, that's alive. And it says this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ah, what a great psalm. We're going to begin to unpack this tonight. And as you begin to pray on this psalm, as you begin to study into this psalm, as you begin to meditate on it and think about it, it's the wonderful thing about the Bible, how much as you stew, actually comes out. It's quite special and quite profound. And I love this verse one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord. You know, this was a young man that I can imagine in his time, there was a lot of conversation about God. But he says here, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, I like the word Lord there because it talks about being above everything else, to be the Lord, to be the ruler. And he says, God, the ruler, the Lord is my shepherd. Can I say to you today, what's your relationship with God? What sort of relationship, maybe you've just tuned in on live stream or someone shares this, has shared this, but what is your relationship with God? This man says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd today. And I like this because when you think about the word shepherd, it talks about someone who, someone you belong to the shepherd. You're a sheep who belongs to the shepherd. And so this shepherd has ownership over your life. So this young man has came to the place where he believes in God 
And maybe that's a big thought for you tonight, to be, but to be someone who believes in God, but the sort of relationship with you have with God is, is that He's your friend, he, He's someone you know, He's someone you, that you've heard about, but you've come to the point, and this is where this man has said, that the, when I think about my relationship with God, it's like He is my shepherd. And it says about when he begins to have this relationship with God in this way. So it goes on and begins to describe the sort of effects that this has on his life. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, as you begin to look into the Middle East and the, the dryness and the aridness of the landscape, as you begin to look into the book of Psalms, some of the things that this young man experienced was lions and bears. So, so the, the shepherding lifestyle was not one that was sort of tame and calm and, if I could use the millennial word, chillaxed. But it was something that, 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 that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I will be in need, I shall not be in want of anything. What a great place to have, make that your faith confession. That as you make the Lord your shepherd today, that you shall not need, you shall not be in want of anything. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, sometimes in our Western world, we can get into a point where we just never have enough, where we always want something more, where we're never satisfied. But I believe when you make the Lord, when you make God your shepherd, He'll bring you into a place where your heart, your spirit, your life, you will be satisfied because God is enough. You know, for some people in other countries, when they make a decision to follow God, to allow God to be their shepherd, sometimes it cuts them off from their inheritance. Sometimes it cuts them off from their family because maybe their family disagree with their lifestyle decision to become a Christ follower. But I love this because I've discovered that as you listen to those people's stories, that they come into a place where they say, you know what, even though I've lost so many things, I've actually gained far more than I've lost because I've experienced and come to know the living God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And sometimes you've got to let that, you know, go from your mind and just something you've heard before to get inside of your spirit, to get inside of your inner man or your inner woman to say, the Lord is my shepherd. God, I belong to you tonight. I'm not wandering off doing my own thing. I have come to that place in my life where I believe that I belong to you. And God, I shall lack nothing. I want nothing. I have everything that I need in you. You satisfy my life. And as I walk forward in the purpose, in the plans that you have for me, I have a confidence that you will supply everything that I need. I am never, ever alone. It goes on to say here, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Uh, it's interesting that he uses the word here, he makes me. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. When was the last time you let God make you do something? He makes me lie down in green pastures. If you begin to study into the pastures and those plains in that particular area, it's quite a dry, arid place. But at certain times of the year, they have rainfall and there's a wind that blows through that place with humidity. And what actually happens is it begins to grow grass on these rocky, mountainous hills. And, and you know, you begin to read about a sheep and sheep in the little study that I've done, you know, they only will lie down if they feel safe, if they feel satisfied and they feel okay with the other sheep. So it's a big thing for a sheep to lie down. But, but this psalm says that when we allow God to be the shepherd of our lives, when we say, God, I want to belong to you and I want to give the ownership of my life to you, that you'll, lack no, you'll want nothing. And, and it will be like a, being someone who lies down 
in green pastures. He makes you lie down in green pastures. He brings you into a place of rest for your life. You know, sometimes we can be go, 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 go all the time. But it's amazing when we walk with God, how at times He'll make us. He'll bring us into a place where we learn how to rest, where we learn how to stop. You know, there's a psalm later in the Bible and it talks about, it's a scripture and it talks about these people working into the late and working into the morning and they're trying so hard. But when we begin to follow God, how He can bring us into a place where we're at rest on the inside. And as you're just watching this service today online, just allow the rest of God. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, he makes me. He says, stop. St- just stop. stop. You, he, just stop moving. Or, just, stop. Let, just let me make you be at rest on the inside. Let me, let me lead you to a place where you are at peace. Wow. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I'm always refreshed when I allow God to be my shepherd. He refreshes me all the time. I can be in a dry workplace. I can be in a barren environment, but there's a refreshing that I have in God that brings life to my life. You know, these sheep, they don't like when the water's, you know, all wild, but but there's this peaceful water, still relaxed waters that these sheep can come and drink from. And I've discovered when you begin to walk with God, when you get up on Monday morning, there's a freshness in God. There's a joy in God. There's a life in God that refreshes you on the inside. And I love this. And it goes on, it says that He restores my soul. Have you ever renovated something? Have you ever rebuilt something, maybe restored some floorboards or restored an old home or restored a motorbike or a car? You know, it's to have something that maybe was damaged or something that wasn't in the best care, but it was restored to its glory. It was restored to something that's beautiful. And the Bible says that God restores our soul. Our soul is our thinking, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And you know, over time, sometimes our soul can become damaged. Our thinking can become damaged. The way we think about ourselves, the way we think about life, the way we think about others. Sometimes our emotions can just be all over the place. But when we come to a place where we say, God, I want you to be my shepherd again, The Bible says that He restores our soul. He restores our thinking. Maybe for so many years, you know, you thought you were an accident or you thought you were hopeless or you thought you were an idiot or you thought you were stupid or you thought you were not good enough or you thought because of your past, you couldn't walk into your future. You know, all these thoughts that can get around our minds that connect to our emotions. But the Bible says that God restores our soul. He restores us to the place where we get our thinking in the line again with His truth, where we get our emotions back in line again with His truth. You know, I've discovered that sometimes people can get a little bit down. They can get a little bit mopey. They can get a little bit introverted. But there's a refreshing that can come just, you know, sometimes through good conversation. But when all of a sudden all their energy comes back. You know, who knows when you're feeling discouraged mentally, emotionally, you sort of lose your energy. It's like, ah, yeah, great. But when your thinking comes alive, when your emotions are good, all of a sudden, the energy comes back. And God wants to be people who daily, God can restore our soul. My dad was talking to me a little while ago about boxing. Yesterday, we were talking about boxing. 
And he was telling me about how something that often pro boxers can do is when they're boxing, they actually whisper in the opponent's ear. And sometimes they'll whisper things like, oh, that didn't even hurt. You know, that was a soft punch. You know, they do it better than I do it. But they, they start to whisper that mockery in their ear. And what it does is it deflates the opposition. I'm punching so hard. I'm tired. And you're telling me that it's not even hurting. And even though it can be hurting, the opposition just does these little things. And the Bible says that there's a devil out there, that there's an enemy to our faith. He's very real. Just as much as God's real, there's an enemy. And he'll try and convince you that he's not real. But the Bible says that this enemy is a liar and he's an accuser. And sometimes as you're beginning to walk through life, he'll just start whispering. He'll just start pushing you and pressing you. And the devil's so nasty. Even when you're down... Even when you're discouraged, He'll just keep pushing and pushing you down. But I love this because when we allow God to be our shepherd, the Lord to be our shepherd, we shall not want. He leads us beside green pastures, beside still waters, and He restores our thinking back to truth. That God is greater, that God is stronger, and if God is with me, then who can? Hey, you right there, you watching right now on live stream, who can be against you? He leads me in paths of righteousness. Hey, when you're at work, when you're at home, what's the right decision to make? All of a sudden, God begins to lead you in the right path, the right way, the right move, the right decision. And even over your week this week, maybe you're watching on live stream. I just want us right now, I want you to say this out loud. God, I give you permission to lead me in righteous paths. Show me the right path. That's it. Show me. Just say that. Show me the right path. And it's, the Bible says that he'll do this for his name's sake. Lead me in paths of righteousness, God, for your name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. When you begin to look into this landscape where the shepherd would have wrote this passage from, it's very hilly and mountainous. And there would have been lions and bears. And even as you look in there's things like leopards in this location. Not to mention the lack of grass and the lack of water. So to be able to be sent out alone as a sheep, a very vulnerable animal, who knows, that's scary to be walking through the valleys by yourself. You know, and sometimes we can be living our lives and we can feel like the pressure of this world. We can feel like the valley of the shadow of death is right there. I remember talking to my dad and he was telling a story of many, many years ago and he had a back injury. He, he didn't even know how it got hurt, but his back was in so much pain that he couldn't get out of bed because his, his back just hurt. Oh, my back. Oh, my back. You know, and he was bedridden at the time and he began to cry out to God and say, God, what is going on? Why is my back this sore? I'm trying to do all these good things. I know you love me. What is going on? And, and, and God began to speak to my dad that this is actually a spirit, a, an evil spirit that's got around your back. And he said, and he felt the Holy Ghost say to him, either you kill this spirit or it will kill you. And so he began to rise up on the inside and said, no way I'm going to let this spirit take me out. I heard of another gentleman, a New Zealander. Hey, a New Zealander who was in New Zealand and uh, he was quad bike riding. I know there's a few people in our church, they love motorbikes and quad bikes. And He was out on the beach quad bike riding 
and he had quite a significant accident and, and actually got to the point where he, he had to go to hospital and they said to him, you may never walk again as a result of this quad bike accident. And his wife loved God and believed in God. And she began to play, put preachers you know, in his ears and, and put those headphones in, even when he couldn't walk and he was laying in hospital. And that faith began to get around his heart and began to get around his life. Today that man preaches, he walks, he travels the world, he's alive and well today. You know, I heard another guy, he, who was, uh, his name's Ed Cole, and he was a businessman. And, and very, very early in his faith, he found himself in a tremendous deal of debt. He owned multiple cars for his business, and, and he didn't know what to do. And he began to cry out to God, God, help me. I'm, I'm in so much financial trouble right now. What do I do? And as he began to pray, God began to show him how he needed to get things in order, how he needed to get his life in order for what God was wanting to do. And God showed him the righteous path to take. And he got his finance in order, saw a breakthrough, and now has helped men all over the world learn how to get their finances in order. Don't you love that when death felt like it was just at the door, when it felt like it was so close, sometimes it can feel like that, but we don't need to be afraid because we're not just a sheep walking through the wilderness because He's with us. Because He's with us. If we'll invite God to be with us, He can be with us. And I believe today that obviously you know that life is real, but after we pass away, I believe that there's life will go on. And I believe long term there's two eternal destinations for us. One called heaven and one called hell. Hell's a terrible place. The Bible talks about hell. It's not the sort of place that you want to be. But the Bible also talks about this wonderful place called heaven. And sometimes people say, you know, how could a loving God send people to hell? But I believe that God does not want any person to go to hell. That is what Jesus is all about. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us. So that even though in our sin, even in our shame, we can be forgiven and we can enter into heaven. What a wonderful place. And God will be with us there in heaven. He'll be all around us. The Bible says that we'll worship Him. We'll see family and friends if they believe also in heaven. It's going to be a wonderful place. But that same God that's in heaven wants to come from the other side, come from the other side of death, and He wants to step into our world right now. And even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear, not, we won't fear a little bit or some bit, we will fear no evil because God is with us. He's with us. And the Bible says that His rod and His staff, they comfort us. The rod is an interesting thing when you read into it in the Bible because the rod they used to use, the shepherds would use the rod to count their sheep. But they would also use the rod to protect their sheep. So, so when they would feel the rod touch them, they'd go, I know I'm not forgotten. I know the shepherd's counted me. I know he's not going to leave without me because he's counted me. He knows that I'm actually here. He knows that I'm, I'm, I'm with him. He's counted me. I felt that counting. But I also know that if anything would try and come against me, I also know that he's definitely got his staff, his rod in hand, ready to protect me. And again, you know, you can read these scriptures. But what a wonderful thought tonight to think that I can feel God's rod and his staff and they can comfort me. Tonight, right now, right here on the 5th of July, my birthday, hey, can you feel God's rod and His staff comforting you? Maybe families as you watch this, university students as you watch this, let's allow this scripture to go deeper than just something we've read. 
Come on, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, your rod and staff, they comfort me. That's it. Come on, just right now, as we're just in this moment, just say, God, would you comfort me right here? Just let me know. Just let me know how close you are. That's it. Come on, just open up your heart. Let him be your shepherd tonight. Let him be your shepherd tonight. That's it. Come on, just make room for him. Wherever you are. That's it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, just still your mind. Every Everything that would be trying to push against you, tear you down. Come on, mighty man. That, or the pressure. Just, just push all of that to the side. Come on, God. God is with me. God is with me too. And I can feel Him comforting me. I can feel Him around me. I can, that's it. I can feel Him close.